Hello and welcome back to episode 21 of the Back Pocket Banner Podcast. Another big guest we have for you today. He was drafted to GWS with pick number 14 in the 2016 National Draft. He's currently played 47 games and kicked 14 goals. We welcome Harry Perriman. Thanks for coming on, Harry. Hey, boys. No, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. So, for a start, we'll take you right back to the start. So, you obviously grew up in Collin Gully, New South Wales. Can you tell us a bit about your background and some of your earliest memories from footy? Yeah, um, Collin Gully, it's obviously a pretty small town. It's about... Um, about 15 minutes from August, so there's there's not much there. There's a um, footy oval, a, a little store, and then um, obviously the Collin Gully pub, which yep. have had um, had plenty of good nights there. But um, <laughs> yeah, obviously just played footy as a young kid. I've got four brothers, and we grew up on the farm, which is about 15 minutes from Collin Gully. So yep. we just did footy and footy in the winter, and then cricket cricket in the summer, just like all our mates did. And, I was lucky enough to win two um, senior flags when I was younger at Collin Gully when I was 15 and 16. So obviously had some great memories back there and yeah, I love getting back there whenever I can. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have siblings that you can play with and sort of be competitive with. And also Matt Kennedy was down that way, wasn't he? So that would have been good playing with him. Yeah, definitely. Um, we grew up with the... They, they got four brothers as well, four Kennedy boys. So yeah. Us, us brothers and them kind of grew up together and played a lot of footy together. So, yeah, now obviously keep pretty tight with Maddie and I'll ring him a fair bit. Yeah, get plenty of good um, backyard games going there with the lads. Oh, yeah, for sure. We had plenty of good battles. We used to play um, footy on the trampoline a bit a fair bit too. So we used to go through the net a fair bit. Yeah. <laughs> so you're part of the GWS Academy program as a young fella. How much did you learn from being in this academy? Yeah, obviously did a fair bit with the Giants Academy when I was probably mainly 16 and onwards. Um, I'd obviously train at the Collin Gully on a Tuesday and Thursday and then we'd do the academy on a Wednesday. So, yeah, it was obviously a bit bit more um, serious and just training at Gully. So, I kind of got to, um, got my head around trying to train hard early and, yeah, that obviously helped me a lot and helped me, yeah, get, get to the club. Yeah, I guess you learn the structures and stuff a bit more too there. When you just sort of learn about how you're gonna play, like a bit more professional years, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, oh, I didn't really take me footy too serious until I kind of got there. Um, we, I remember training. Training was always pretty hard in the summer, and um, yeah, it's just it's just a bit bit more of a step up to just training at your local club. Yeah, yep. I can imagine. As you're in the GWS Academy, prior to the draft, did you think that they were going to pick you up, or were you a bit uncertain? Um, well, they didn't give away too much. Um, had a few clubs come out to the farm and saying so, so they were pretty keen to, to pick me up, but they they kind of had a feeling that the Giants were going to draft me. So yeah, had a bit of a feeling I was moving up to Sydney, getting away from the farm. But at the back of my head, I kind of wasn't quite sure. So at the end of the day, yeah, I was I was stoked to come up here because I'd I'd spend a bit of time up here. And I knew a fair few of the boys, so it was, it was a good move. Yeah. You were selected with pick 14 in the 2016 National Draft to the Giants. Um, where were you and like, what were the emotions like when you heard about this news? Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to oh, got invited to go up to Sydney and um, spend a few days up there before the draft. And we did a, I don't know, we didn't do too much up there. But um, yeah. yeah, I was there on the night and found out, which is pretty exciting. And um, I think after that, it was kind of, it all, ha- all happens pretty quick, like a lot of boys probably say, but um, you kind of 
next you'd fly home the next day, you pack your bags and then away you go. So it was, it was a pretty big move and I think it took me a while to get used to the city and yeah, just get to get used to life as an AFL player. Yeah, we had we had Xavier Derzman on a few weeks ago and he said exactly that. He said it's just so quick transition from getting drafted and then like straight that, into it. that next Monday or you get sent to wherever you're going on Sunday or something and then the next Monday sort of into training. So not much yeah. time to really sort of soak it up. You're into it straight away. Uh, pretty much straight into it. So, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty daunting at the same time because I knew I was moving away from the farm and... I was only, I think I was 17 at the time. So, yeah, yeah it was a pretty big move and no, no one's ever really moved away from the farm. None of our brothers have, so I was yeah. kind of the first one to move away. Yeah. Was there a player or coach that mentored you and helped you out when you first got to the club in particular? Um, yeah, I, I was obviously pretty close with Matty Kennedy, so I talked to him a fair bit. But um, Heath Shaw, Heath Shaw, I was... Speaking to him throughout my 18th year, and he he'd always give me a text every now and then. And when I got to the club, he was great. Yeah. Just made it a pretty easy transition, and he is pretty old-fashioned as well. And he keeps it pretty simple and loves having a laugh. So um, yeah, he just makes you feel pretty comfortable and just yeah, just go out there and play footy. Yeah, he's a funny lad. I've heard him on the yeah. on the mic a few times in the rooms. I've been he's, loving it. Yeah, and we've yeah mic'd up on the ground too. Talking to Razor a few times, pretty funny. So yeah, mate, he's 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 been good value in the hub so far. So mate, he's, he's still going right out for an old fella. Yeah. yeah. You made your AFL debut against the Tigers in round nine, 2017, in a close match where you played an important role in the win. What are your memories from this day? Um, yeah, it's obviously a pretty big week that one. Um, I think we had a few injuries. That's why I got a game. But um, I remember um, the local boys back home, the Gully boys, had a buy that week. So yeah. I reckon we had there was about a hundred of them that came up for the game. So that's awesome. Yeah. Right. It was a pretty big day, and um, I remember we we were lucky enough to get the win. I didn't really do too much that day, but that night was definitely a good one, and I'm, we definitely kicked on that night for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're tight supporters, so a bit distraught with the. The touch and they went down. You went down the other end, but uh, then Jezza kicked it. But here's what it is: we were kind of getting used to losing close games at that stage. I think the Tigers had lost maybe three in a row by like about a goal at that stage, but obviously turned out well from. Yeah, no, that's all. I think yeah, um, I think we needed that win, but I I remember not getting a kick, but I remember just touching the ball right at the end there, which which got us a goal. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we were looking at the um the phone updating it, and then we saw it change when Richmond got the one, and we're like, "You beauty, it's it's done now." And then um and then it, we're yeah. like, "What's going on here?" And there was a few words thrown. Yeah, and then, like, oh. yeah, and then it went, and then it, yeah, took yeah, the yeah, goal yeah. off, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, oh, you've had some good wins since then, though. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah no, all good. Um, the team and yourself have enjoyed a few solid seasons. It must be pretty exciting to be part of such a talented and well-performing team. Yeah, we've, we've obviously had a couple of good years. We haven't really done what we've wanted to do, like the Tigers yeah, have. Yeah. But uh, obviously, like on the weekend was yeah, terribly disappointing. But I like to think after a bad loss, we usually like to bounce back pretty well. So yeah. no, there's a good, good bunch of boys up here. And, like we stick together pretty well. So hopefully, we can just yeah move on from the weekend and. Kind of try and do one better, like, like from last year. 
Yeah, you've been close a few times, so I don't think too far away. And obviously, got the talent on your list. So if you just put it together, I think she'll be right. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> Was there a certain point where you felt that you'd cemented your spot in the team, or have you just tried to play footy and let the rest take care of itself, sort of? Yeah, um, I think last year was a um, good year for me. I started the year, I got, I was injured the first half of the year and then I kind of just wanted to just come back into the side and just enjoy my footy and just relax and play my natural game. So I thought I improved a fair bit last year and um, obviously playing finals was definitely helps you out a lot, I reckon. You gain a lot of confidence from that and if you can stand up in big games. So try and just took take confidence out of last year and just try and just go even better this year. Yeah, I think when you're relaxing, enjoying it, you obviously probably play a bit better and it sort of takes your mind mind off worrying about any other things and you can just go out there and obviously this year you're leading yeah. the Coleman at the stage there, so and then then they chuck yeah, you yeah. sort of down back on the wings. So that one. Had to go back to back pocket boys. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's a stitch up man. Have <laughs> haven't kicked the goal since. Yeah, you played in the, as we touched on, you played in the 2019 granny against the Tigers. What was, like, the, obviously lots of players we've spoke to, like um, you know, Sam Mitchells and like Alex Johnson have said, the week leading up to it's pretty awesome. What was that like for you, the whole week and the build-up to it? Yeah, it was unbelievable, unbelievable week. Um, it's actually funny, um, all our brothers used to be mad Collingwood supporters. Yep. Yeah. So we... Got the win over them in the prelim, and I just think that week was just the best week, best week of my life. And to, to top it off, if you could win, win, win on that last day in September, it would just be unreal. Like yeah. your phone, your phone's going off all week and everything. So yeah. you just want to experience that again. So hopefully the boys can just yeah get back there again. Yeah, yeah. the parade would have been pretty crazy. There was, there's a lot of people, a lot of people at, at the parade and just sort of getting getting yeah. an escort there. So feeling it. Yeah, it's you cop a few sprays from the Tiger supporters, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, despite losing the granny, it must have been just a great experience to play in front of a big crowd, 100,000. On the biggest day. Yeah, it's un- unreal. I think f- finals footy is what, what you play footy for. And even though we did get flogged that day, it was an un- unreal experience to run out on the G on grand final day. It's something you kind of you pinch yourself a bit for sure. You kind of think like you're. You train that hard for everything, and and you and you're there on the day. So if you could win one, would I'd hate to think how yeah, I'd rock up the preseason the next year after winning the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of big big weeks afterwards. A couple of big weeks, that's for sure. So hopefully, yeah, you can just experience that one day. It'd be unreal. Yeah. yeah. Um. And speaking about that, did it give you a lot of motivation coming out of it, or do you just try and like focus on just the year ahead and put it out of mind a bit? Yeah, we we spoke about it when we came back after our off season, and we kind of just got it out of the way. And it's always in the back of your mind, but you kind of just got to forget about it and just move on. We had a had a pretty ordinary day, so yeah, hopefully, like the thing, we can just move on and let, learn learn stuff from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and increase the hunger and just like builds motivation and gets you going a bit, makes you want that extra bit more. <laughs> yep, for sure. Who are some of the best players that you've played with so far in your career? Obviously, there's a lot of, a lot of talented players at the Giants, but if you were to name a few. Yeah, um, 
I was lucky enough. I had a year with uh, Stevie Johnson there a few years yeah. back. Um, even though his knee was out buggered, he was. Um, you could just see a few tricks and that he used to do at training was was pretty good. I think um, I rate Toby Green probably the best. I reckon he's just he does it all. He stands up in big games. He's hard at it, and I know a lot, a lot of blokes that don't know him probably see what he does in the field. But he's a he's a ripping bloke off the off the field and. He's just one of them blokes you want to play for each week, and I just love playing with him. And so I reckon he's probably right up there. Yeah, yeah, he puts it all. He puts his all into it, and yeah, he obviously helps the team. I think yeah, a couple of weeks ago is probably the difference against the Tigers too, kicking kicking five. Yeah. I think when we couldn't couldn't kick him for the big sticks, and so yeah, big games just stands up. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he loves it for sure. And um, I just hope he can get his body right because we yeah we definitely need him. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you say, if you had to list few, have been some of the hardest opponents you've had to play on? Yeah. Um, I was running around with side bottom there in the prelim last year. He was, he was obviously pretty hard to play on. Um, yeah, he's been great. I find them Richmond, the Richmond small forwards are pretty hard to play on when they're up and about. Yeah. Yeah, your Daniel Rioli's in them. But, um, a lot, yeah, probably side bottom's right up there. And even Penderby, I've played a bit on him as well, so... Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty anti-players. Yeah, Penrith's not bad. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you can sort of keep up with those blokes a bit, then... You're going pretty well. Yeah, you're, you're doing something right. Yeah, that's all. And you kind of... I used to love watching Penders when I was a Magpie supporter, so it's kind of good to run alongside them. Yeah, yeah. And I guess growing up as a Collingwood supporter, it would have been pretty surreal when you first walked out there and like were on those boys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um I reckon in my first year at the Giants, I was kind of still half going for Collingwood at the back of my mind. But, yeah. um, nah, I've kind of moved on from that now. But, nah, um, yeah, it's obviously great playing against the blokes you've watched your whole whole career. Yeah. yeah. Season 2020 has been a pretty unusual one. What are your thoughts on the current season and being a hub for periods of time? Yeah, obviously, it's a bit of a weird year. Um I think we played played in round one against Cats and we had a good win. And then the next day we got told to go home and have a bit of a break because of the COVID and that. So, um, yeah, we obviously had a few weeks off there for a while. And um, I think since we've come back, we've been pretty average. We've had a couple of good wins and some pretty ordinary losses. So and then, now we're in the hub, but I'm actually loving the hub. There's a hub. Well, I'm not really missing anyone in Sydney because all the family are back home on the farm. So, yeah. got all the boys here. Got ping pong going on flat out. FIFA. Um, yeah, you got, got all the foods. Foods there for you. You got don't have to do any washing or anything. So, I'm not complaining at all. There's a few older blokes are complaining, but I'm actually quite enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. How weird did it feel playing in front of no fans? Obviously, and how awesome is it? To, like, obviously, start getting a few back at the games now. Yeah, obviously it was pretty weird that first game against the Cats, no crowd. Um, I've experienced a bit of it before in the NAFL and that. You don't really play in front of too many, but... Yeah, um, be quick to it. Yeah, it's obviously great to have the crowd back. Um, we got we got the Eagles over here on Sunday, so that obviously be a big crowd there. And, yeah, hopefully we can just keep them crowds back. Yeah. Yeah, without the crowds, it's... Even watching the game for us, it's pretty unusual because you can hear all the calls and it's... It, it's a bit like watching local footy, really. It makes you feel like you're kind of um, back in the local footy environment. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, 
you definitely do hear a lot of things out in the field and um yeah just hopefully we can just start getting them crowds back yeah 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 just a quick one how hard is it uh right now just training sort of only a couple contact sessions a week and things like that and just obviously the fair laugh that you did have between round one and round two a couple months there yeah yeah it's um yeah i think i don't know there's a lot of different things about this year but it obviously is a bit frustrating at times but when you think about it every other club's doing the same thing so yeah i think um can just adapt to it the quickest and kind of just get their head around doing it the quickest will obviously succeed the most this year i reckon yeah obviously you're only early in your career but what are some of your interests away from playing footy yeah i've got a uh, fair few um obviously do a fair bit of fishing with the boys up in sydney it's pretty good fishing up there Jeff um, Darren likes his, yeah, likes his fishing, I think. He's at yeah, Dartmoor Boys. Yeah, he's, he's not too far away. From yeah, him. actually, where he's from is probably only like an hour from Dartmoor. So back in Dartmoor. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, at Dartmoor, yeah. He always talks about Dartmoor. Yeah. Yeah, outdoor athlete. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> the outdoor athlete, yeah, he, that's all he does on his days off. He just um, goes fishing. So yeah. we play a fair bit of golf as well. Um, and then I'm doing a... Uh, carpentry course as well just online so i don't mind getting on the tools every now and then as well and obviously got the farm back home so i like to do that in the off season as well keep you busy there then yeah it's good it's good keep keep keeps you normal yeah the team's starting to get the game up and going a bit you must be hopeful that at the end of the season you've like kind of mentioned it but you can have a real crack at the pointy end yeah, yeah. Obviously, I had a couple of good wins there, but on the weekend was uh, on Thursday night against the Swans. Was, they're really ordinary. Um, so hopefully, we can just bounce back and just try and gain some momentum and finish off the year really well, and try and get ourselves in a good position to have a good crack at finals. Yeah. So hopefully, we can start it off this week. Yeah, just improve the consistency a bit because yeah, you've beat some good teams, and when you when you're playing well, it's you're hard to beat. But, yeah, just sort of margin the gap between your best and your worst, sort of. Yeah, 100%. That's that's exactly right. Our, our good's good and then our bad's really ordinary. So we've just got to find that consistency. And we've been trying to find it. We've just got to find it right now. Look, there's not many games to go. So hopefully we can yeah, click into action. Yeah. What would you say is the best advice you've ever been given? Whether it was from like coach or your old man or something like that. Um, don't know. I've had, we used to have a really good coach at Colin Gully. Um, we won a couple of flags with him. He he used to always tell tell us to train hard, and I never really thought about it too much until I started to take footy serious. But dad, dad's pretty good. Dad likes to keep it simple. He always says, if you're not having fun, you might as well come back to the farm now. So. Yeah. I always like to just go out there and have fun on game day and just try and enjoy it because I think when I'm doing that, I'm playing my best footy. So yeah, absolutely. I think um, what, Dad, what Dad says is he's not he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah I reckon that's um, best for like lots of lots of players when they're out there enjoying it and with the boys and they get the best out of them. Really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You look at the t- the Tigers over the last few years; it just looks like they're really relaxed out there and they're a close bunch of boys and it just looks like they enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Um, other than the grand final, what would you say is the most memorable game you've played in? 
Um, I think that prelim against Collingwood was, would be right up there. Um, we obviously had a fair few players out that day. We had a, I think we had a lot out. We had Whitfield, Toby Green, Canigrio and Callum Ward. And yeah, Phil Davis was also as well that day. So, And then they were really backed us as well against a big crowd in Collingwood. So I think that's probably been my most memorable win. And the feeling after that was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. And yeah, I remember that one. They were, come, they were coming going, hard. But it, yeah, I was definitely going. We were going, going berserk when you used one because we don't want the pies in the, in the, in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want them in there. So. Yeah, um, we're going for the Giants. Yeah. And Toby Green was pretty excited. So it just showed how much it meant to you and how, yeah, how big of a game it was and how sort of yeah special it was, I guess. Yeah, it was huge. I couldn't, I'd just hate to think what would have happened if we lost poor old Toby sitting on the sidelines and he just loves the club and loves all the boys. So I was just that happy that we could just get an, into a grand final for him. Yeah, it's a pretty helpless position just watching yeah. watching on the side and you really hope um, you get it done. I think, yeah, last well, year Tom Hawkins in the prelim against the Tigers was out and they were in front and then we come back and obviously didn't, just couldn't do anything. Didn't get to play the ne- yeah next week, so yeah, no, it would be older there. It would be a shocking, shocking feeling, that's for sure. Yeah, and I remember when that game as well. I thought it could have. Um, I thought I was pretty worried when Big Mummy was trying to clear it from the defensive um, goal square in the last few seconds, and Pendles is coming in and he's, he's, he's walking. He's walking. <laughs> yeah, the big man. But yeah, that was probably worrying times. It was pretty like um, scary. Uh, Positions at the end there, like you didn't know it was going to happen. Nah, for sure. I think we, oh, we, they had that many inside fifties against, and then the big mum has just sold the candy at the end there. Yeah, he had, he had on the big screen all week, the big fella selling the <laughs> selling the candy to Pendles on, on last line of defence with about a minute to go. But yeah, we know, get it was just, was, well, boys. Yeah, um, that's about all we have for you, Harry. We thank you very much for giving up the time to coming on and have a chat, and. Um, Wish you all the best this weekend and for the future. Yeah, not too easy, boys. Good on you. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Harry. On you, boys. Thanks for that. Hello and welcome back to episode 21 of the Back Pocket Banner podcast. Connor and Blair, your hosts here, and um, we hope you enjoyed the Harry Perryman episode. It was a great talk to legend and obviously a very big up-and-comer in the AFL as well. Yeah, pretty exciting Prospect is Harry, good country lad too. Pretty, yeah, pretty from, chilled and relaxed. So from Colin Gully, New South Wales. Yeah, pretty remote uh, area. Yeah, way smaller than Hamilton. Pretty sure it's only oh, a couple hundred. People yeah, a couple hundred, much. very small. So yeah, it was good. Uh, good for yeah, him to come bloke. on. We, it was a few couple of weeks ago, and he was um, in the hub. So he was. He was. He said, uh, "FIFA, and you know, getting a good workout with the boys." And I think yeah, hub down in Perth. He wasn't Tom, minding it. Tommy Sheridan, I think he all the all the Giants boys had a big um. A big FIFA tournament, I think, and and table tennis tournaments. So they were loving it uh, at the time. So they certainly were. So uh, first of all, first of all, we'll get into the review of this round so far. Um, obviously, a bit of an interesting round, starting on Tuesday, ending on Friday. Yeah, you don't. Um, no, oh, you don't normally see that. It's pretty weird. So yeah, this round fifteen, first game we had was Adelaide and Hawthorne to kick it off, and Adelaide got this. First win of the season. Yeah, good you love the, to see good it. Good for the boys that Crow supporters will be up and about all of a sudden, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. It's um, well, Look, I honestly, I was starting to think they might not get one um, for the whole season. Oh, yeah, it was looking that way, wasn't it? Um, but you're good on them. I'm 
I'm happy from uh, to get a win and six goals as well. So it was quite convincing. Um, both the Crouch boys had oh had bloody leather poisoning. Crouch um, boys were very good, and then Tommy and Mitchell for Hawthorne was stood up, but really they didn't have enough contributors across the board. But really, for everyone, Adelaide was. The big Texan, the mate, our mate, big Texan, our mate, kicked a couple. So yeah, he wasn't too him. bad. Tex, he brought it to ground. He hasn't been in previous weeks or pretty much all through the season. So yeah, nah, it was a good performance by him yeah. and the team. Hawks, very, very, um, yeah, not great. Oh, mate, I'm spewing that we lost to him early in the season because if we don't beat Geelong, that's the Tigers, that is, mm. then it's going to cost us a top four spot. But Full credit to them. They did play very well that day and unfortunately haven't really been the same since yep. since that early part of the season. The next game we had was West Coast and Essendon. West Coast got it done 60-45. to 45. It was a bit of a weird game, this one. Mm. West Coast were up by a fair bit at half time, and then Essendon just kind of pulled it back and and I think really had a lot of opportunities to score and just didn't take them and probably... Yeah, well, Probably could have won, but West Coast played a lot of chip and mark sort of game in the second half, so I think they'll play differently against better teams and in different games. Yeah, well, if you look at the scoring shots, 15 apiece, 9 goals, 6 West Coast, 6 goals, 9 uh, Essendon. So West Coast were just a bit more efficient hitting the scoreboard. And, um, yeah, so it was like probably even enough contest, you could say. Zach Merritt was very good, 33 disposals. Dill Shield racked him up, 32 Ridley had 25 and Langford 29, so plenty of the ball there for Essendon. Yeah, Liam Ridley, Ryan. Ridley's was, been very good, hasn't he? Oh, he's been elite. Uh, Liam Ryan was pretty important. I think he kicked four in. So Tipper, yeah. Tipper and Woody. They both kicked four, yeah. which is pretty good efforts there, but especially for West Coast, that was the difference, really. Liam Ryan. Yeah, eight marks. Yeah, scoring all those goals. And Shannon Hearn was also another one that was pretty good. He had 20 disposals in 12 marks, and... His 20 disposals were at 95% efficiency. Only one inefficient. And unfortunately for the Eagles, Shuey, a bit of a blurry hurt, but strained both hamstrings. And apparently going into the last quarter, he had he already had the left hamstring injury, but he must have really known it was that severe. And then oh, well, towards the end, he did full damage. Yeah, well, it honestly astounds me why they'd uh, put him back on when the game's sewn up in the bag. It, it's... I. I'd, yeah, well, I don't still sort of in the balance, but it looked like they were going to so. win I, the whole time. I think by the time he came back on, I think either way, you don't risk one of your best midfielders like that, and it's going to come back to bottom, and that's going to really hurt for a few weeks. And I, will, I don't know how long will he get back? Or yeah, I don't think he'll get back before the rest of the se- uh, home and away season. Yeah, but before that finishes, maybe finals, but it just maybe I don't it's know. Not ideal. I'm not sure how many all. weeks it is. Yeah. As of yet. Yeah, yeah. very, very silly there. Yeah, um, next, next game. Next game, Tigers and the Dockers. Yeah. 56-29, 27-point win to Richmond. Very interesting one, wasn't it? It was, it was very uh, one side in all the, um, well, the clearance is 19-38 to 38 at the end yeah, of the day. The, and yeah, the Tigers would take that in the end, but it wasn't easy. Uh, no, Fremantle were a much improved side, and the, their defense is very good, and the Tigers just didn't really look like, the same team and weren't executing Especially their the skills first, well enough. Yeah, third quarter yeah, is ordinary. With the clearances getting pumped, they just weren't getting first use and getting it inside 50. And it, like, they played a spare down back because they were a bit, bit undermanned compared to the big female boys, but they did all right there. And then 
Fremantle had a spare at the clearance and it really showed they yeah, dominated the clearances. I think we I think the Tigers were better in the last quarter with it and ended up kicking four goals four. But um yeah, they've definitely got a lot of things to work on and Fremantle will have some solid building blocks going into next year for sure. Yeah, very important four points for the Tigers, but obviously, yeah, like you mentioned, pretty hard fought and um some of the better players. Fife was pretty pretty good. Um had twenty three and I think he had he had plenty of clearances. It was nine for the game, so that's very handy there. Um Akers was impressive, yeah, I, I thought. Th- I thought, thought Blakey football. Akers was their mm. best player. He had, that was only his fourth game, I think, for the club. Yeah. He had twenty seven disposals, six marks, five tackles, so pretty good all rounded game. He was very good. Jaden Short, um and Jaden Short off the half back, geez, he's been really good and it all starts with him pretty much when we're scoring. If we're not scoring from clearances, we're scoring from like turnovers and oh, moving yeah. quickly and he's he's been so important this year. Exactly right. Him and Basher are crucial down back if we're not getting those clearances and first use inside fifty. Yeah, he had twenty three disposals at eighty two efficiency and he kicks a lot of long balls, so it's not just chip kicks, so he does pretty well to you know, consistently kick it. 50 metres and obviously hit targets or be efficient with it. And, yeah, he's he's had a great year. Yep. And Moving he's on. been pretty good yeah. without Basher. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, next game, Sydney and Melbourne. Underway currently. At, it's three-court time in the game. 46 the Swans to 25 the Ds. Um, like we mentioned about the other game just before, one scoring shot difference, it's 7-4 to 3-7. So that's probably cost Melbourne so far, and I'd say... Um, a 21-point margin is too much to come back from in the last... Yeah, so. conversion's always important, but especially this year, starting well and conversion with the shortened quarters have been the difference in a lot of games. Like The scoring shots haven't been much different for most for the most part, but that's just been the difference. And I was watching a bit of the game, and there was wind going quite considerably one end, and I think Sydney have it in the last quarter. It might, might die down, but yeah, I think they've done enough. At this stage. Now we'll get into some tips for the games to come. Uh, later tonight, it is um, Giants and Carlton. I'll tip the Giant. I'll tip the Giants there. But yeah, down at Metricon. Giants yeah. looked like sort of their, their old selves last week, and Carlton were a little bit disappointing, albeit in the game for the most part. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Giants too. I think they're starting to get it, get it going a little bit, and it's a pretty important game for the Giants. Yep. Brisbane Pies... Um, I won't say obvious one, but I'm going Brisbane to win that uh, comfortably. If they just kick a few goals early and fix up the kicking a bit, they'll be um, pretty hard to beat for any side, I'd say. So, And Collingwood obviously a little bit undermanned at the moment as well. So, Yeah, I think Brisbane probably. I think their form sort of dipped a little bit the last few weeks, but they've still found ways to win, which is very important. And like you said, Collingwood are missing, missing some good midfielders and some good all-round players, really. So yeah, Brisbane probably for me, especially yep. at, especially at the Gabbard too. They play it well. Yep, we'll tip the next round as well. We'll get through these. Uh, first game: North Melbourne, Port Adelaide. Easy win for Port there. Yeah, I can't see. I can't go past Port. North Melbourne, are, like we said, undermanned before, but they're very undermanned. North and they're playing kids pretty much, and yeah, I see Port Adelaide getting it done. Like it would. Have to be a bit of a miracle, I reckon, for North to, North to get it done. And, yep. yeah, Port should be St. Kilda, Hawthorne, the next game. I'm going Saints, um, as I do think they'll make the eight. And Hawthorne, obviously, 
coming off a loss against Adelaide, so they can't really be much lower at the minute, um, I guess. So Saints will win that convincing one. Yeah, Sunday game. 105 Metricon. Yeah, I think St Kilda, after disappointing loss last week, will come out and if they're fair dinkum about it, I think they'll come out and beat Hawthorne pretty considerably and add to the uh, their worries. Oh, cramping up in the left calf, Connor. I don't know what it is, mate. Yeah, geez, that's no good, mate. No, not, <laughs> not too much. You haven't been running marathons no. or anything, mate. So no, Let's get a bit of a stretch going. Let's do some <laughs> yeah, dynamics. It's, it's not great. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to... The next game, Sunday Arvo. Juong vs and three thirty five at the Gabba. I think Juong should get it done. They're playing. They're probably the informed team of the comp. Yeah, definitely. The last few weeks and seem to be peaking at the right time. And Essen and right had now injuries too, and they've lost Sandy McGrath for the rest of the year. Right now, if you had to pick a flag favourite, it's it's looking like Geelong or West Coast for my for mine. Um, obviously, hope the Tigers get there, and I wouldn't rule them out if they play footy at the like. Because they've had a finals experience the last few years, so they tend to peak at the right time. But I reckon Geelong are not not certain by no means, but I think they're a very big chance to um, make the granny this yeah, year. And I, I reckon Tomahawk's firing at the right time of year, and um, I think he'll kick another three or four against the Bombers, and Cats will get a win there. Yeah, favouritism does sort of change week to week, but I think Geelong are in the box seat as it stands, and... There's a few other teams. Well, Port, I mean, they've been top all season, so they've got a fair chance too. But, yeah, those two probably main ones at the current stage. Next yep. game's Sunday night. We've got Doggies v West Coast, 6.10 p.m. at Metricon once again. Uh, West Coast will absolutely pump the Doggies. It should be an interesting game. Gaff will get 30. Nick Nat will dominate in the middle. And Liam Ryan will kick another four. Yeah, I think West Coast will win. I don't think it they'll dominate him, but I think nah, Timmy English the last few weeks he's been as good as he's been. He's he looked, will be monstered. He's looked tired the last Nick few Nat. weeks, so he's gonna have to bring his best and be really physical and just just halve, you know, half the contest and just give him that that chance because Nick Nat gets the first hand on it with the midfield they've got. Even without Shuey, it's gonna. Gonna, they're going to be bloody damaging. Yep. Melbourne and Freo next game. I'm actually going to tip Freo here. Um, they're obviously Melbourne are eighth and Freo fourteenth as it stands at the moment. But I'm I'm going to tip Freo after they showed a good bit against us and they'll be disappointed with that. And I think they'll they'll bounce back and um, get a good win against Melbourne who are inconsistent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I reckon I tend to agree with you here. Uh, the big boys. Down four for Fremantle, I think will really stretch Melbourne's back line. And they showed signs, like Fremantle are much improved. And Melbourne, you just really don't know what they're going to get. Like, they scored 100 a few weeks ago against Collingwood, and you thought they were absolutely flying. And now it looks like they're going to go down against Sydney this afternoon. So, yeah, I'm going to give Fremantle a good chance. I'll tip them. Yep. Next game, Adelaide Crows and the Giants on Tuesday. Imagine Adelaide going two. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's at Adelaide Oval, so they'll the Crows fans will come out in force, no doubt, and be up and about. But Giants yeah, will win it. I think Giants. Yeah, same. I think yeah, I think uh, it would just be a bridge too far for Adelaide. But they've showed good effort the last few weeks. Like Geelong, mm, that, definitely that, on the right track uh, late of late. So yeah, they're in the Geelong game till you know sort of halfway through the third quarter there, but they're probably just missing missing good match winners across the lines. Yeah, and who knows, a little boost from the win last week, you never know. But 
Moving on, Carlton and Sydney. Um, I'll tip Carlton, also a Tuesday. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing really behind it. I just think Carlton will get the win there. Yeah, I reckon this shaping to be a pretty interesting game, especially if Sydney win tonight. Both teams probably not in fantastic form away. But yeah, I think I'll go Carlton. I think they've got probably a bit too much depth. Sydney are, have ruled out 10 players, many of which are in the best 22 for the rest of the year, and they've been out for long periods of time. So, yeah, yep. N- nothing other than that. But, yeah, Carlton. Final game, Brisbane and Gold Coast. Um, Brisbane will absolutely obliterate them, I think. Lockie Neal will have 33. Yeah. 33 what, disposals of goal. I think Brisbane will win. Once again, I don't think... They've got a couple games in hear me out, a hear short me space out. of time. but 33 disposals, Neil. One goal, and he'll have five tackles. And that's probably 124 fantasy. Oh well, yeah, we'll have we'll see about that. No, but, but obviously, if Brisbane kick well, and like at the moment, I think they're in pretty good form. They just need to convert. But yeah, I think, I, I think Brisbane will win, but I'd like to see Gold Coast beat them because that just sort of adds a bit of a blow to Brisbane's top four chances. If uh, a few upsets can sort of come about and even teams knocking off Geelong probably wouldn't be a bad thing either, but yep. yeah. Um, we'll move on to a couple of viewer questions we've got for the week. Um, first one we had from Bradley Field. Who do you think wins NAB Rising Star this year, Connor? It's a good question. It's yeah. Been, it, it doesn't change every week, but it's um, like obviously if we're going to say who the best player is. Matt Rao is the best player that's eligible for it, I think. But he's not going to win it, right? But if you go off it, he's if he played all season, he's a lock. But Matt Rao's out of the equation. I've really liked Caleb Sarong all, all year. He's he's fit into Frio's midfield pretty well, and he's been getting quite a few clearances. And he's a solid little body, and I, I really like him. Oh, so yeah, I reckon yeah. he's my tip at the moment. But there's a few that's... Um, up there, I guess. It, in both the Gold Coast boys, Rankin and Anderson are both up there as well. Yeah, it's a great question, Brad. Yeah, well, like you said, Sarong's been a bit of a revelation. He's just allowed Fife to go forward, uh, forward, and he's been great for the team. I think Noah Anderson is going to win it. Yeah. Purely based on the fact that he's... Very consistent. He, yeah, he's v- pretty consistent. He's played few more games in Sarong, so I think pe- like the selectors, well not the selectors, the people that vote for it, have seen more of Anderson, and I think he's probably just showed a little bit more, but really that could go anyway. I reckon, yeah, Anderson, Anderson, I reckon. I reckon he's hyped up more than Sarong, but I reckon if if you looked at it on paper, I reckon Sarong's had nearly as, like, as good a year, I reckon, but I don't know, obviously, but I, I just think Sarong, but they're both, um, I think they'll both be in top two or three, so... Um, yeah, that's just oh, our b- Yeah, they've both been fantastic for their respective clubs and that's what they've sort of improved this year, I reckon. Yeah, Part definitely. Of it. Um, next question we had from Mitchell Bright. He said, will the Saints make finals for the first time since 2011? Thanks for the qu- question, uh, Mitch. Um, and we answered this on, on the pod last week, but a lot changes in a week of football. Um, I, I guaranteed them a spot. And I'm still going to say they'll make finals, but um, who they lose to Melbourne, was it? Yeah, they had they no loss to Melbourne. Yeah. And they that, probably shouldn't have lost that game. Yeah, so, you know, it changes every week, but I'm going to back them in still. I, I think Saints will will make finals. 
Yeah, what does change in a week? I was pretty sure last week and definitely the the weeks before. Uh, a little bit hesitant now, but I still think, yeah, I'll still back them in to make it. So, yep. yeah, the, ho- hopefully for their fans, taste a bit of, bit of finals experience would be very good. So, yep. uh, hopefully they make it. Thanks yep. for that, Mitch. And also, um, I've decided on the pod to bring in, I guess you can call it a segment, a new segment. And it's going to be story of the week. Blair's story of the week, I guess you could say. It's going to be um, a range of different stories. They could be sport-related, they might not be. And just something that um, just gave me a bit of a laugh or something that I find um, intriguing or like reasonably interesting. So Yeah, you'll have, you'll have your stories, mate, so I, I can I like, suit you well. I like telling stories, yeah. And um, What do you have for the inaugural the debut, story time? The debut this week. I was thinking to myself, you know, what's a what's a good story? I don't know how funny this is, and I don't know how um, how good it will be to um, uh, how how good I will be at telling it. But I'll have a crack. So, my story is: I rock up. I'm playing D grade cricket. I rock up to the to the ground. Ground. I'm still playing under 16s. I'm a bit late. I pretty get, keen. I d- yeah, uh, don't really want to be there that morning. I'm pretty. I'm pretty keen. It's my first game of seniors for the year. I've been playing 16s. The nerves, the nerves are my nerves, pretty high, I reckon. My nerves are um, extremely through the roof. We could be playing a Uncontrol. game in front of zero people at nine o'clock at Highlack, court four. I'm shitting myself. I'm just nervous. We could be playing a granny on court one at Highlack, hundreds of people. I'm still nervous. It doesn't matter. Mate, you so, just got to... Yeah, I mean, nerves are probably a good thing, but you just got to back yourself in, mate. Yeah. So I'm nervous. I'll rock up to the game. I'll get through. I'll get on with it. So I rock up. I've, I go out. I go out there. I'm a bit late, a bit later than I like. I like to be early because of the nerves. I rock up. David Spark, um, fellow teammate, says, you know, you're opening the batting. Where We won the toss. You're, you're batting. I'm like, you serious? I've never um, opened the batting in, D, in um, senior cricket. Uh, so I'm like, you know, pretty nervous. Um, I go out there. Well, I'm getting. I quickly strap the pads on. I'm pretty panicked. Uh, I'd never batted on turf either uh, at the time, and it was on turf. And I've walked out. I'm at the non-strikers. Don't take the first pill. Uh, and Anthony Hill, after a couple of balls, he's facing. Calls me through. We run past, and it looks like I'm a no hope. It could be a diamond duck here, but yeah, he says, you know, oh, sorry, mate. As we run past, but I make it. Jeez, you know, you, you know, you could be in strife when he's saying, "Yeah, sorry, mate." Yeah, so you got there. I make it. Hamish Cook standing at the top of Mark. I'm sure he's an avid listener of the show. Um, he's standing at the top of his Mark. He he takes a few strike, like a few, a few steps in. So he's starting to come in. I feel a vibration in my pocket, and I go, "Oh what? no!" I, I'm I'm so confused. I'm like, I'm trying to think, face the ball, face the ball, facing my first pill on turf, opening the blade, opening bowler. And my phone is in my pocket. My iPhone 6, no cover, nothing, sitting in my pocket above my thigh guard. It's very pronounced. Oh, I don't know how left I didn't pocket. Jeez, if you get hit there, that's... In mate, the that's left pocket. Getting smashed. And it's, it, it's vibrating. I don't know. It's, no one's calling me. Uh, but it was just a notification or something. And it's going... And I go, shit, no. I'm like, no, you're kidding me. Oh, my phone and it just all realised as he's coming in the bowl bowls it um, you know squares me up to this day 
I'll say this for as long as I live, it didn't bowl me. The bales fell off. It didn't. I don't think it bowled me. I think it was the wind. As after I sat on the book for about 30 overs, I did see those bales blow off quite some few times. So I'm blaming on that. But um, yeah, it was just basically the nightmare. First uh, opening, first time opening in seniors. Yeah. Nah, it's but it's. We're going for a golden duck, and I've had my phone in my pocket. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm thankful my phone's still here, and um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a shambles. That, oh, yeah, that that's so. not a great feeling. I mean, the diamond duck. I felt like you didn't get out on the diamond duck, obviously, nah. but I felt the diamond duck back in under twelves where you get bowled first ball, they give you another crack, but I got run out without facing a ball, and hey, they more, sent more. they sent me back to the waddy sheds, and I was. So flat. My story time, not shed yours. A tear, my story time, not yours, champ. Nah. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, yeah so that's my story. This I, know, I don't know if you liked it. Um, give me the feedback. Send me a message. So, see what you think. If I should keep um keep saying stories every week. I don't know how interesting it was for you guys, but um yeah, it was definitely one I want to forget, and thought I'd share it with you guys. Um yeah. But, I think that rounds out. The, yeah. Yep. So I don't think there's uh, much else. Um, you know, how's the week been so far, Connor? Good. Good yep. week. Yeah, just battling away, mate. Just, just battling away. Just remote learning. Just, yeah, battling away. Looking forward to getting back out in the world and seeing people and doing things. But who knows how long that will be. But until yeah. until then, I'll just keep battling away. Yeah, I keep battling. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at my Kookaburra ghost right now. Now we're talking about cricket. Jeez, I, sh- I really need to knock it in, don't I? Gonna... I'm still using... Mate, you've been so slack on that. Like, oh, no, it's pretty ordinary. It's not funny. You've had it for... Yeah. I don't know, you would have had it for a good year. Yeah. I need to get onto that and hopefully that can hit a few runs for me. So um that rounds us out. Thanks for joining us guys and hope you enjoyed episode twenty one. Have a great weekend and next week and we'll see you next Friday. Thank you very much. Connor's just um left because we were done, but I just um had a note. I just want to say um we do have some listeners from other places around the world. I I picked up like uh India um, UK and that so if anyone's out there listening from those places um, get on the socials just search in Back Pocket Banner and get around it um, but thanks everyone and yeah see you <laughs>